0: You're listening to a message from Mercy Culture Church, home of Pastor Landon and Heather Schott in Fort Worth, Texas. For more information about Mercy Culture and ways that you can be a part of it, visit mercyculture.com. Morning, Mercy Culture. I am so excited to be here with y'all this morning. I want you to look at the person next to you and tell them, "I'm, I'm excited you're here this morning. But do it like you mean it, though. Do it like you really mean it. I'm Steve. I am one of the founding uh, pastors at Mercy Culture Church. One of the founding uh, um, uh, uh, elders here as well. So I'm a pastor and an elder. um, uh, And I have my amazing wife here in the front row, Esther. Pastor Esther, she's also one of the elders here at Mercy Culture Church. I have a picture of my beautiful family there. That's Honor, that's Adasa, and we're pregnant again with Hosanna. So I'm a girl dad. Uh, Esther is the head of school over at Mercy Culture Prep, the best private Christian education in the region where we are raising up leaders, spiritual leaders over there. Uh, And so I am excited about that. Now, look at this. As you can see from the picture, and we're expecting a third girl, I am a girl dad to the core. Okay? So here's a warning, okay? Look at this. Here's a warning. I am raising up my daughters to, uh, they'll know how to pay attention to who's a bum, all right, I'm just going to say it right now, okay, for everybody raising boys in this house, okay, my girls are going to know who's a bum. Okay, so like they know it has to be someone who prays, someone who worships, someone who gives, someone who serves. My daughters ain't, ain't, ain't Mary no bum here, you know what I'm saying? We need spiritual leaders in this house. So I'm paying attention here, okay? You guys are like, man, Steve is extreme. Look at this. this. I am excited to, 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 uh, to be here this morning. I consider myself the first member of Mercy Culture Church, okay? The first member. I was the first phone call that Pastor Landon made about planning a church in a city we had never been to without knowing anybody here. I thought he was crazy. And so we visited Fort Worth for the first time. It was Pastor Heather, Pastor Landon, my wife and I. For the first time, March of 2017, we were in a city dreaming about a church in a place we had never been to, and we didn't know a soul. Imagine that. Like every single Sunday morning I walk in this place and it's a miracle to see the favor of God, his mercy, and what he's done here at Mercy Culture Church. It's incredible. You are a miracle in my life. I want to encourage you with that. I want to say thank you so much for loving this church. Thank you so much for for, for every single Sunday, hundreds of you serve this house, most of them unseen. You make mercy culture what it is. And I want to say thank you so much for being a part of the church. Come on. Pat yourselves on the back. You're changing the world. You're changing the reason. You're impacting families. Um, all right. One more thing here. I want to say thank you so much as well. With this, so this year, my wife and I, uh, we we went through one of the most darkest seasons of our entire life. Where very early on, uh, in a uh, 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 in a pregnancy we had late last year and into this year, um, we received a a uh, a medical. Uh, a medical, uh, uh, um, a medical report that our son, our only son, would would uh, uh, would pass away after birth, and so uh, uh, and so you know every single day we prayed and we believed for a miracle and every appointment was a bad report and every appointment was a bad report and we held on so hard to our faith in God and I want to say thank you to so many of you that walked with us you prayed with us you warred with us we have a warring church we have a church that isn't afraid to stand up to what man says is impossible we have a church that was going crazy Believing for miracles. And so after his birth, uh, uh, he was alive with us for an hour and 20 minutes. And in my arms, he took his last breath. And so, and so this was a moment that marked my life. Listen to this. In life, sometimes we have some of the greatest hardships and you only have one opportunity of what your response will be it's one time i won't ever know again what it felt like losing a son this is one time and and for me personally it was incredible Really, having that heart towards what we were about to experience. Like me and Esther, we asked ourselves constantly, hey, 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 what's our response going to be? Because we only get one shot at this. One shot at this. And one of the greatest seasons in my spiritual walk with God was this was that I was going to be able to. Give him an offering of worship from a place of pain that not even the angels have the honor of experiencing. It was was one of those moments. You get one time in this life, what's it going to be? Oh, God, you're faithful. Even in death and darkness, you're faithful and i want to say thank you because so many of you you called you texted you prayed you wept with us and we walked with you guys through this and from the bottom of my heart i want to say thank you so much for walking with us all right the vision of mercy culture church is to is to what take people from corporate encounters to what my gosh You already ate breakfast, had your coffee, come on. Like, help me out here, okay? Look at this. Uh, uh, Okay, if you haven't yet gone through MC Connect, okay, I need you to text the word connect to 59090. This is not only our membership here at Mercy Culture Church, but it's also how we disciple people. If you've been coming here for a while and you have not gone through Connect, I got beef with you. Remember this, I'm the first member, okay, and so I take things personal, but look at this, this is really how we we are able to walk with you in your walk with the Lord. One last announcement, okay, right now we are celebrating uh, connecting with the Lord through compassion, and this week is Thanksgiving, who's excited about that? I, I am so excited for turkey and stuffing. Okay. And so this Wednesday we have our Serve the City family day where hundreds of us are, are going are are, are are serving in our food bank. And so we want as many of you to be a part of this. Parents, this is always very special when you bring your 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 family with you. So to be a part of this, send a text with the word food at the number 59090 for more information. Let's get as, as many people involved in this. All right, one last story. A lot of announcements here, huh? But I want you guys to like really know me and really feel me this morning, okay? One last announcement is this. I stutter, if you haven't noticed yet, okay? I, uh, I literally have a speech in pediment that I've had my entire life. Okay, so the fluency you hear is is mostly the anointing of the Holy Spirit, but it's also I worked for over 13 years, twice a week for an hour each session with a speech therapist that saved my life. I remember in college I would say, I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to have a job. I mean, I thought I was done, literally. I couldn't say my name in class. That's how bad it was. And so she walked me through how to use my words and your cheekbones and your tongues and I would go home and be like nah, 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 nah. you know it's just And so by the mercy of the Lord I have achieved a level of fluency. All right. Yeah, come on, let's go. Let's go. I am excited to be here this morning. Let's dive into the message you can send a message notes at the number 59090 for my incredible, powerful notes that I invested so much time and heart and passion into. So please download these. Let's make these notes the most, download, the, the most, the most downloaded notes in the history of mercy culture because I'm the first member. All right. I want to welcome also the online campus here. Uh, watching with us. I got friends watching from all over the country. At least they told me they were watching. If not, they're bums too, okay? All right, one last shout-out. I love the Meckle family. Piper, Sawyer, Daphne. Where's Otis at? In class. Okay, one of my favorite families in the whole world, and I promised them a shout-out. So there you go, girls. All right, look at this. Okay, this morning I come with a prophetic word for you. This isn't a message so that you feel better. It is a prophetic word that I believe with all my heart I receive from the Lord for your life. And it's up to you if you want to make it yours in your life in this season. It's not a message, it's a prophetic word for you and your household, Isaiah 54 and verse number two. Isaiah 54 and verse number two. It says, enlarge the place of your tent and let the curtains of your dwellings be stretched out. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. I believe that the Lord is calling mercy culture to enlarge the place of our tents. That should excite you a little bit. I believe the Lord is calling mercy culture to enlarge the place of our tents. The title of this message is Expanding Your Tents with Dunamis. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we invite you in this place. Open hearts, open spirits, speak to us, Lord. Your servants are listening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, a month ago or so, I'm on the phone with Pastor Landon, sharing with him that I had received this word from the Lord over my life. And I started uh, 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 started sharing with him that that this word was one of those words that was so detailed. It literally was a blueprint. It was something where I felt the Lord say, this is gonna happen if you do this, this, and this. And I was sharing it with him with heart and passion, like I am right now, we're on the phone, and I say to him, and I believe this is a word for our business leaders here at church for distinct. And I wanna share this with them. And then he says, no, this is a message for the church. And when he says that, my spirit just leapt in me. I was like, Yes and as we spoke i was remembering every word that has been that that has been spoken over mercy culture in the year of 2020 it was the year of miracles 21 was the year of the supernatural 22 was a year of expanding what? And 23 this year is the year of dunamis. And I was thinking about how have I been sorting these words? Because these words at Mercy Culture, they don't end once the year ends. Rather, they are bricks being laid as our foundations. And so it still is the year of miracles, supernatural expansion, dunamis. It still is. And I was asking myself, how have I been sorting these words in my life? And I started thinking how this year, how Esther and I, we walked we 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 walked through a a a season That was very dark, but we walked in with dunamis, with power, with might. I started thinking about how our businesses have just exploded and so much has happened in it. And I was thinking about how. Our girls are now in worship and they pray in tongues and how they have grown spiritually. And I was just reflecting about stewarding these prophetic words. And I heard the Holy Spirit say it so loudly. The favor over mercy culture has now come on your house. It shook me that morning. The favor that is on this church, on this house, had come on my house. And I was thinking, what is this favor? And I was reflecting what has happened with Mercy Culture. As a nine-month-old church, we have this miracle building we're sitting in right now. Look at this place. This is the favor of the Lord here. We have the school, MC Prep, that's raising up spiritual leaders. We have our food bank that is literally feeding millions of meals. This is the favor of God. We're only four years old. How is this possible? Worship. MC worship is being heard all over the world. Literally nations are singing the songs coming out from this house. We have the the justice reform and answering the cry of justice. We have influence in politics. Literally leaders in our region are calling me every day I'm like stop calling me man I just want to live you know like like I'm good they're like no Steve you got to run again look at this Nate I love you happy birthday by the way it's his birthday today and then lastly thousands come every Sunday and call mercy culture home Thousands walk in these doors every single week. We are living in the favor of the Lord Mercy Culture. There's a favor on this house. It's evident that his favor is here. Let me ask you this question here. Is the favor of God on your house? Ask yourself, is the favor of God on my house? I want to encourage you. The Lord speaks when you encounter him daily. I want you to know and be encouraged that the favor that rests on this house, it can rest on your house. There is a favor here. As we steward these words, we must continue to enlarge our tents. As we continue to steward these words, your tents must be enlarged. Isaiah 54 is, is a blueprint of enlarging your tents. And I absolutely love how it starts because it begins by saying, enlarge the place of your tents. It's not a suggestion, it's a command. You are commanded to enlarge. It's not whether you want to, it's not whether you feel like it. It's not a suggestion rather it's a command enlarge the place of your tent enlargement is a is a principle of life anything that stops growing starts dying healthy things grow anyone that stops pressing forward or stops or stops gaining new ground starts losing the ground they've able to obtain There has to be something in you Mercy Culture Church that you press forward. This is true for life in the spirit and life in the natural. God is saying, enlarge your tent. What is your tent? It's your home. It's your marriage. It's your workplace. It's your business. It's your finances. It's your own self. It's making more room for him. You know what are your tents. And so so much is happening in our world. We're hearing about wars, we're hearing about recessions and all this fear. And yet I believe with all my heart it's a season of enlargement, it's a season for bigger dreams bigger vision, more influence, more reach, greater relationships, expansion is on the horizon. Come on, you should partner with that word. This isn't a season to pull back, it's not a season of fear. Regardless of what the news is saying, regardless of what the economy is saying, God's ways are higher than our ways. There is a favor of the Lord that opens doors no man can open. Come on. Mercy culture, it's a season of enlarging your tents. It's important. You understand it's a command. You have to be intentional about it. You have to want it. You have to desire it. You have to go after it. So in Isaiah 54, 2, we see a blueprint of how we enlarge our tent. And I love it because it's three things he says. It's very simple. I'm not the brightest light bulb in the bubble in the pack here so I was so excited the Lord made it dummy proof my Lord how do I enlarge the tent don't worry buddy you know what I'm saying you know you went into college as an engineer major ended up in ministry I got you just kidding (laughs) ministry is 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 tops too okay anyway but I'm glad it was that simple Isaiah 54-2 gives us a blueprint of how our tents are enlarged. And it starts with, with this. It says, stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. The first instruction is to stretch. To enlarge will require you to stretch Stretching requires you to get out of your comfort zone. It requires to do things you're not used to doing. It requires you to step out and stretch your faith. I remember the first time I went on vacation with Pastor Matt Seville. He's a runner. I mean, he's a real runner-runner. I mean, he'll run forever. Okay, he will forget. He's even running. Like honestly, if like you say, "Yo, dude, you got to come back home. It's been a week." Like I mean, he's a runner and I remember waking up really early on the trip and seeing him in the living room just stretching. And then here I was, you know, you know, with my coffee. I'm like, what is this guy doing? You know, he goes Ugh. and just stretching and stretching. And then he says something so profound that I've never forgotten. He says, The more I stretch, the farther I can run. The more I stretch, the farther. I can run. Some of us haven't experienced God's, God's dunamis because we haven't been willing to stretch ourselves. Some of us haven't ran in the purposes of God because you've been unwilling to stretch yourself. The moment the Lord invites you into another level of faith, your first thought is, this is impossible. This won't happen. No way. It's because you've never stretched your faith to the next level. You've done some stretching, but new levels require more stretching. And if God is inviting us to enlarge our tents, it's going to require a new level of stretching out. 1 Kings 17 is a powerful story here. Verse 19, it's a story where the prophet Elijah is at the house of a widow. And her only son is sick and then he dies. And she comes and says, Elijah, my only son has died. What's going on? Once you came, he died. And I can see him, Elijah, give me your son. And he walks over, picks up her son who's dead, and brings him over to his bed and lays him on the bed. And the Bible says something so profound here. It says that Elijah stretched himself over this boy. and said, oh, Lord, my God, please let this boy's life return to him. And what's so profound is this, is what it says. It says that after he stretched himself, he stretched himself over three times. You have to read the Bible, you just can't read the Bible. And after the third time he stretches, the boy whoosh, comes back to life. The Bible emphasizes the prophet Elijah stretched himself over the child three Times Church, I'm here to tell you this morning, miracles are in your stretching. When you stretch your faith, when you stretch your dreams, when you stretch in your obedience, when you stretch in your serving, when you stretch in your giving, when you stretch in your praying. Oh, but Pastor Steve, I've prayed twice. I'm here to tell you, pray three times, pray four times, pray five times, miracles happen. When you stretch yourself, stretch yourself in worship. Some of y'all are like watching your clock here, okay? It's been a half hour. Let's get this worship on the road here. Stretch yourself in worship and see God Almighty move on your behalf. Come on, some of us need to stretch in our forgiveness, stretch in your faith. And see God move. The more you stretch, the farther you can run. The more you stretch, the more God will use you, church. We cannot be enlarged unless we are willing to be stretched. I love that, Lord, stretch me more. Stretch my faith, God. Stretch my obedience. Stretch me in the most uncomfortable areas, God. I want my tents to be enlarged. It's the season of enlarging our tents. The second part of this blueprint, it says, lengthen your cords. Other versions say, strengthen your cords. When the Bible speaks about cords, it speaks about relationships We read the verse in Ecclesiastics 4. Verse 12 says, A man might prevail against one who is alone. Two will withstand him, but a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Chords are relationships. One of the words over the house this year was that this was a year of strengthening and fortifying relationships. Stronger marriages, stronger families, stronger friendships, stronger relationships. It's a season of fortifying and strengthening of relationships. So many of us haven't yet stepped into the power of God and haven't been able to enlarge our tents because we've invested in wrong relationships. You're stuck in the same habits, the same marriage, marriage issues, the same sin because you refuse to strengthen and fortify the right relationships. First Corinthians 15, 33 says, do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good character. Listen to me. You ain't gonna save him. He's gonna unsave you. That's what it says. I'm just a messenger. You ain't strong enough. Bad company Corrupts good character. I want to give you three key relationships you need in your life. Three key relationships to enlarge your tents in this season. Number one, you need someone that is pulling you up pulling you higher. I'm glad we have a pastor that has been pulling the men higher in this church. We just finished 40 days of prayer where he was calling men to step up and lead spiritually. Go deeper. There's a deeper place. There's a deeper spiritual well. We need access as men. He's pulling us up. You need someone in your life that can say you're off. You need someone that can tell you no. You need someone that is saying, hey, man, I see you way too edgy with your spouse. You need someone that is that's, is going to challenge you. Oh, but you know what? I got this. I can ride solo. Man was not meant to be lived alone. You need people in your life. And you need someone that is going to pull you higher. Timothy had a Paul. Paul was saying, Timothy, I'm going to pull you higher. I'm going to call the gifts to God out of you. I'm going to call the purposes of God out of you. Fan up the flames. Ask yourself this question. Who or what relationship in your life is pulling you higher today? You need someone that is pulling You hire. Number two, you need someone that is next to you where iron sharpens iron. Where Proverbs says as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. One reason why you might not feel sharp this morning is because you've been trying to sharpen yourself against people who aren't made of the same material as you. You can't sharpen iron with plastic. You can't sharpen iron with wood. You need someone that is iron sharpens iron. You desire holiness. They desire worldliness. You desire purity. They desire fleshly desires. Jesus. Who are you doing life with Paul, had a Silas, they were homies, they were, they were in prison and were like, Dude, we got beat up. Are you bleeding? So am I. Oh my gosh, the gospel's amazing! You need that person where you're constantly iron sharpens iron. Ask yourself this question Who is that relationship in my life? You need friends. One of those, one of those needs to be your spouse if you're married. I know we don't like it. I don't like it. Oh, my gosh. It's like, dude, chill. I'm the man of the house. Just kidding. But she's constantly. Who is that person in your life? Number three, someone that you are pulling up you need to be pouring yourself out into the next generation into someone that's a little bit behind you in life you need to be pouring yourself out in the church we have a constipation problem where all we do is, this is me 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 and we left a starving generation behind because we're unwilling to pour ourselves out That's why it's so important that you have the right relationships. Someone pulling you higher. Someone iron sharpens iron so that you have enough to give. Who are you pouring yourself into? That's why I love small groups. I love leading a small group. Actually, yesterday there was a mom that messaged me and said, Thank you, thank you for pouring into my son at your small group. Thank you for making the time and having it. Who's going to raise up the next Pauls? Who's going to raise up the next Will Fords? Who are going to raise them up? Who's in your house? Who's in your wheelhouse? Pour yourself out. Someone who is pulling me up. Sharpening one another and someone I'm pulling up. Church, this is a season of fortifying and strengthening the right relationships. You enlarge your tents by being intentional about the relationships in your life. Practical advice here ask. God, what relationships you need to invest in. He'll speak to you. And whatever it is, fight for them. Oh, I text them twice. <laughs> and they didn't answer. Fight for these relationships. Be intentional. Push for them. Fight for them. I need you in my life. The third part of this blueprint to enlarge your tent is to strengthen your stakes. Stakes speak about foundations, our anchors, the things that hold us securely and provide stability. When you're making a tent, one of the biggest Focuses is, are your stakes secure? Many of us have attempted to enlarge this year, but our stakes have been unstable. They've been shallow. They haven't gone deep enough. And any wind of life comes and throws your tent out. Any wind of false doctrine comes and blows your 10 out. It's a season of strengthening your stakes. Stakes are your foundations at mercy culture. We call them our daily encounters. Our vision at Mercy, culture, it all leads back to our personal daily encounters with the Lord. I want to encourage you, if you have no idea what this means, uh, uh, Pastor Steve, what do you mean? How do I daily encounter the Lord? I want you to send a message with the word encounter at the number 59090. We'll teach you how to encounter him daily. We want to walk with you. It's a season of strengthening your daily encounters, your stakes. This is what sustains you. It's the place where your faith is fortified. It's the place where his word takes roots in your hearts. It's the place where his presence consumes you. It's the place you hear his sweet, soft voice. It's the place you buy Your own truth. It's the place you get revelation you own. You own these encounters. Proverbs 23 says, buy the truth and sell it not. Truth has a price. Truth has a price. It says, by the truth, the word of God is the truth. In John, it says, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Last week, Pastor Landon preached on the sword of the spirit, the sword being the word. Go listen to it this week, every time you daily encounter, you're buying the truth, you're making the word your own. When you own something, no one can take it from you. These are your encounters, these are your encounters. You owe them, you own them. Second Kings 6 1 through seven, shares a powerful story. A powerful story that has changed my life. It's a story where Elisha is with the sons of the prophets, with all these men. And these men say, Elisha, we want to go and build shelters for ourselves. Elisha says, all right. Let's go do it. So all of them are showing up with their axes, with their swords. And they start chopping wood. And all of a sudden, one man, as he's going for the wood, the head of the axe flies off. And it lands in the water. And he runs over and says, Elisha! Elisha! I lost my edge. And I almost visualize him like, all right, well... uh, uh, and what and verse 7 his response is powerful what he says he says I lost my master the man speaking to elisha he says it was borrowed My axe, my edge, my sword was borrowed. The problem was that he was trying to use something that was not his. He had never bought it. He tried to use the axe. He tried to use the edge as if it was his. Then he lost his edge. He had borrowed the edge. He had borrowed truth. Every single week, people walk in these doors to come and borrow truth for the week. They know how to do church. They raise their hands. They clap. Sometimes they'll give. They do church, but they leave here and they neglect their daily encounters with the Lord. And then something happens in life when the winds come, the winds of life, the winds of hard moments, the winds of false doctrines. They come and their life becomes shaky ground. Their stakes haven't been deepened, they have no authority. Because authority is only found in truth. Get the truth every day and make it yours, church. Get the truth every day and make it yours. Maybe you're in here and you've lost your edge. But here is how you get it back with your daily encounters with the Lord. If you get nothing else from this sermon, let this be a remind you that the Lord is inviting you back to your daily encounter with him. It's the very place you make truth your own. It's the place that will sustain you when life comes at you. It's the place that as you enlarge your tent, you secure it further. As I shared earlier, this year, losing my son was one of the most wild experiences of my entire life. I never planned for this wind. You don't pick and choose your wind. Life comes at you. Whether your stakes are deep or not, your focus should not be protecting the tent when the wind comes. Your focus should be strengthening your stakes before the storm. I remember the first time we heard the words, your son is going to die. The wind was blowing out of me. And I stood strong because Esther was in tears. I'm like, okay. But I couldn't hold it back. And all these negative thoughts. But God. I love you, but God, I left everything in Arizona, a thriving business, a life I dreamed of, to move here to Fulton. And you're taking my son from me. And every report was just worse and worse. There's holes in his heart. God, your word says that you knit us in our mother's wombs. Oh God, would you knit his heart, oh God? God, I have seen miracles. Would you do one for my family, please? And I knew. It was a season where I needed to fortify my stakes. It was a season where my stakes had to be deep. It was a season where I knew without my daily encounter, so many lose their faith. so many speak against my faithful God and I would wake up in my mornings and just write out these verses I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss oh but I dare to remember faithful one. He was there when my dad left me. He was there when we didn't have food in the fridge. He was there when my mom didn't have a job. He was there. He's been there the whole time. He's been there. He's been there. He's been there. there. Unshakable faith. An unshakable faith. It becomes yours. No one can take it from you. No one can take it from you, church. It's your daily encounter. It's your daily encounter. You're buying the truth and making it yours. The Lord is saying, Mercy culture, I'm enlarging your tents. I'm enlarging your tents, I'm enlarging your visions, I'm enlarging your dreams, I'm enlarging your ministries, I'm enlarging your businesses, but you must, you must, you must strengthen your stakes before the winds of life come at you.